If you're an author or plan to be one, get excited because this podcast is for you. Book Marketing Mentors is the only podcast dedicated to helping you successfully market and sell your book. If you're ready for empowering conversations with successful marketing mavens, then grab a coffee or tea and listen in to your host, international best-selling author, Susan Friedman. Welcome to Book Marketing Mentors, the weekly podcast where you learn proven strategies, tools, ideas, and tips from the masters. Every week, I introduce you to a marketing master who will share their expertise to help you market and sell more books. Today, my special guest is a master dictation guru. Scott Baker is a prolific writer who spent most of the last decade working in freelance nonfiction for numerous magazines in the UK. He began dabbling with Dragon voice recognition software in the late 1990s when it was, quite frankly, terrible. And I know Scott's going to talk more about that part of it. Things have improved dramatically since then, and Scott now uses dictation on a daily basis, taking advantage of the tricks and techniques used by professionals within the speech recognition industry to write thousands of words per hour. His book, The Writer's Guide to Training Your Dragon, has been described as the definitive book on dragon for writers and has been an Amazon number one bestseller for the last year. He recently launched The School of Training Your Dragon, providing online courses to quickly help writers explode their word counts and dictation up to 99% accuracy. He believes through a combination of the right equipment and training, there's never been a better way for writers to improve their workflow and achieve sky-high daily word counts with this incredible technology. Scott, what a pleasure it is to welcome another Brit to the show, (laughs) and thank you for being this week's guest expert and mentor all the way from, is it Manchester, England? Did no, no, I'm, I'm up in the north of England. Thank oh. you for having me, Susan. I'm up in the northeast of England, near Newcastle. Near Newcastle, um, that's even Near Newcastle. Further. Wow. And, yeah, and uh, can I just say, you described me as both a master and a guru in that intro, so I'm in real trouble now. You are. So the, <laughs> the expectation is really high. We've set the bar so high. So let's temper it. Let's yes. temper it a bit. <laughs> <laughs> so Scott, let's start with there has got to be a story behind how you got into this dictation game. Am I right in saying that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, you alluded to the fact that I used it, I first used it about 20 odd years ago, well, in the 90s. And, you know, I'm so my age now. Oh my God. <laughs> but uh, it was atrocious back then. I used to work in the field of, of IT and business support. And we were helping businesses use technologies that didn't exist up until that point. One of those, believe it or not, was, you know, the early days of the internet and email. We used to get people saying, well, what do I need email for? You know, it's unbelievable to think of that now. But this was how things were in the 90s. And, Dragon was about then, addictive dictation software, and it was pretty, you know, as you mentioned, terrible. It was so inaccurate. You would talk to it expecting wonderful things, and uh, you would just openly point and laugh at what it, what used to come up on the screen, bore no resemblance to what you just said. And it was interesting, but it was so ahead of its time back then, you know, and, but I was intrigued by it. 
and it stuck with me, you know, because I knew there was something there. But the technology to run it just, it wasn't up to scratch, you know. PCs were nowhere near powerful enough back then. And then we fast forward 20-odd years, and uh, as you mentioned, I was a freelance writer. And I used to have, you know, incredible deadlines to meet, and yet I've never been a fast typist, never. Someone said to me, you should try Dragon again. You know, it's much better now. And I thought, okay, I'll have a look at it. And boy, had it changed. You know, it was so much better. Uh, It was pretty accurate, pretty good out of the box. But I always thought, how do we improve this? How do we make it even better? And I started to delve into how it could be used at its optimum. You know, I started to look at equipment and some of the techniques you could use to, to train it to your own writing style. And then just like that, bang, I had a massive problem with herniated discs, slip discs, where I was literally flat on my back for months and months at a time, and suddenly I couldn't write. So that's affected my income, you know, overnight. It was a case of, you know, how am I going to earn an income now? Luckily, because I'd started getting into dictation and getting into Dragon software, I was well prepared. And it made me realize, you know, this isn't just about word count. This is about an insurance policy when something goes wrong, because as a writer, of any kind, if you rely on writing for your income, you're in big trouble, you know, if you suddenly get an injury. And that could be RSI. In my case, it was back problems. So that's how I got into it. And after that, I became completely obsessive about it to the point where, like you say, I now write thousands of words every hour with it and love being able to show other people how to do that as well, because it's an incredible technology that has finally, time has finally caught up with it. Anyone now can buy a computer buy the right equipment and have this incredible accuracy and boost their word count overnight. I know that you're so passionate about it because that's what Mm. attracted me to you when I heard you on a webinar quite recently. And it's that mental shift, though, that making that mental shift from the keyboard to the voice. Talk to us about that, because that's Mm. what I struggled with for many years. Maybe it's different for me because, you know, as I mentioned, I've never been a a fast typist. I never learned to touch type, as we call it in the UK. I'm not sure what they call it in America. Keyboarding skills, I think they call it in the US. But I never learned to be able to stare at the screen and not look at the keyboard. So the best typing speed I can achieve is probably in the 45 to 55 words a minute range, which is okay. You're never going to increase your word count substantially with that speed. You know, there's only so much you can do in an hour. So for me, the, the transition was easy because I had deadlines to meet, because I had a lot of freelance work to do. Suddenly, I could put myself on a level playing field with the people who could type at 120 words a minute or whatever. It was fantastic for me. So I wholeheartedly embraced it because, like I say, it, it suddenly made me a much faster writer overnight. I didn't have a problem with The act of writing, it was the speed of doing it was always my issue. But Dragon helped me to completely take that problem away. I think for a lot of people, the mental shift is tough because, but as I've just said there, you know, it it really is a mental shift. In my case, I had a reason to do it. And I think the injury just compounded that that I had. But for a lot of people, I think the creative hurdle is the biggest one. How do I go from writing through my fingers typing to writing through my mouth through dictating. A lot of people struggle with that, but it's just a tool like any other tool. You know, we've had so many different methods of writing over the years from quills to fountain pens to keyboards and and now dictation. And, you know, it's hard to believe that only a few years back, nobody would have imagined using touch on a daily basis as an input method. But through tablets and smartphones, you know, we've all embraced that completely. 
And now we've got Amazon and Google and whatever all wanting us to use their voice assistants. So we can see where things are going. You know, we're starting to become more comfortable with voice. In terms of using it for writing, it's just a case of committing to it and saying, look, I'm going to do this and just go on with it. And there are exercises you can do. You mentioned uh, I've got a course. There's things in that that get you over that hump. But at the end of the day, I think a lot of it is just down to you and committing to doing it. Once you start to see the word counts, the incredible word counts that you can achieve with it, then I don't think there's any going back. What I found is really challenging is unlocking that creative part of my author voice. Are there Mm. any sort of like tricks or techniques that you recommend to overcome that? The first thing everybody should do who's thinking of doing this is to just get used to talking to a machine every single day. Okay, now by that, I mean, use your smartphone, use your tablet, whatever it is. When someone sends you an email, dictate an email back to them using, you know, the little microphone button on your keyboard on your your smartphone. So use Siri or use Google now or whatever it is and dictate an email back to them. If someone sends you a text message or a WhatsApp message, dictate one back to them. You very quickly get used to that act of dictation just through those simple everyday actions. And when it then comes to sitting down and, and writing, you know, a thousand words or more, it becomes that little bit easier. And it's like anything, it's practice, you know, it's time. It's very doable and it happens quite quickly. I think when people start to see the the huge gains in terms of productivity, they start to rethink, you know, and actually, okay, this is a good thing. So, you know, it's just a case of practice. One thing I do is, or one thing I recommend people do is get like a a piece of cloth or, or something and just put it over their keyboard just pretend that they're typing as they dictate, you know, so you're still touching the keys, but you're not actually using the keyboard. Another solution is to just not connect the keyboard up to your computer, you know, or if it's a wireless one, just switch it off and type away as you're dictating, but not actually using the keyboard to type and just wean yourself off it. You know, these are all little tips and tricks you can use to move across mentally to dictation. That's a really cool idea. I'm going to try that because <laughs> you I can just, have that one. <laughs> yes. I just find that I'm so much more creative when I'm actually typing the words and that stream mm. of consciousness and the ideas that come out. And then when I go to dictating, it's like mm. it's very sort of, I don't know, static and yeah. it's very simple and it's even too simple. I'm like, This isn't my kind of writing. I like to get deeper with ideas and thoughts, and somehow it doesn't quite come when I'm just using my voice. So Here's another one. Maybe type as normal. Do some writing as you normally would. But as you're typing, speak the words out loud as well. Don't actually use dictation. Just talk out loud as you type. And you'll find that I think we need to make that mental click back to being storytellers, not typists, okay? Because we're not typists. It's as simple as that. We're writers. And the keyboard is actually a human-made instrument designed to slow you down, believe it or not, because the QWERTY layout was designed to stop the little hammers on a typewriter banging into each other back in the day. So the, the layout is completely unergonomic. It's designed to actually slow down people who were too fast at typing, And it's just the fact that it's an input method we're so, so used to. But we were all used to to mice as well a few years back. And 
Now people whiz around on a touchscreen without thinking about it. So it's possible to make that mental click. You just have to maybe do a little bit of, you know, a few exercises to get yourself over that hump. It's interesting because I could never figure out how they came up with this quirky keyboard mm-hmm. because it's like it just didn't make sense. But yeah. then when you learn to type, it's your fingers suddenly learned where the different keys were. That's how you did it. So yeah. Uh, Let's talk about some of the basic tools an author would need to make this transition. First things first, you need a computer, obviously, that can be a PC or a Mac. You have to view this as an, as an investment, okay? You can't just go out and buy you know, a $200 laptop and expect it to have fantastic results. It's not going to happen, okay? This is a very powerful piece of software. Uh, we're talking about Dragon here. There's no alternative, really. I know there are other solutions out there which are free or or low cost, but Dragon is the one you need because it's the only software that can actually learn not just your voice, but your writing style. So it can actually learn how you write as well as what you're saying. And there's some training involved in doing that, but nevertheless, it's invaluable. You know, that's the part of the software that really is the killer feature. But in order for it to do that, you need a powerful computer that can, you know, handle that kind of processing. So you're going to need something, not crazy specs, but you're going to need, you know, something relatively modern. Maybe a Core i5 processor is ideal. A Core i7 is even better. Or some of the new AMD ones, Ryzen processors, anything like that are fine, powerful computers. And I would recommend about eight gigabytes of RAM or more. If you just run in Dragon and dictate it into whatever, then eight gigs is fine. You could even, even at a push, get away with four gigabytes, but I wouldn't recommend it. If you're one of these people who has, you know, 50 different programs running at once, then you're going to need more RAM as well. And an SSD as well instead of a hard drive, because an SSD is much, much faster. If you have those three things combined, a Core i5 or better, eight gigs of RAM and an SSD, you're on your way. All you need then is the software, and that's going to be Dragon for the Mac or for the PC. Either one will do. And how about a microphone? Do you specify any particular microphone that we should use? What kind of investment are we looking at Mm. here? Well, that's probably the most important uh, bit of equipment of all because garbage in equals garbage out. So you have to have a half-decent microphone. And it doesn't matter, you know, whether you want to use a headset or whether you want to use a desktop microphone. It's entirely up to you, but it has to be a quality microphone. Now, there's loads of different ones, loads of different uh, price points. I think the important thing is if it's a $10 headset, it's not going to cut it. Okay, it's just not. I mean, I'm talking to you now on this is a microphone made by Rode, a company called Rode. Something like that is ideal. Blue make a microphone company called Blue called the Yeti, which is a fantastic microphone for the price. It's around $100, but you don't have to spend that much. You know, you can get really good headsets from the likes of Andrea Electronics, Plantronics, Sennheiser. These are all around, you know, the $40 to $50 mark. So you're looking at maybe around up to $50 for a headset, you know, around $100 or that mark for a good desktop microphone. And as long as you go with, you know, a quality make, it's got to be a brand that, you know, makes quality audio equipment, then you're good to go. I would avoid anything else. It's just, you know, I've tried everything over the years. Make sure it's USB. 
don't use the, the little, you know, the three and a half millimeter jacks that you see like headphone jacks. Don't use those with your computer. They're ideal for voice recorders, which I'll mention about later, but make sure it's USB and avoid wireless as well. Wireless causes signal degradation and that's not ideal for voice recognition. So you want USB wired and then, as I say, either a decent headset or a decent desktop mic from, from a, a good company and you're good to go. And what kind of investment in the software are we looking at here? Well, the softwares can be quite expensive. There's different versions of it, which can be confusing. If you're using a PC, then you are looking at Dragon version 13, uh, naturally speaking, version 13. And you want the premium version of the software. There's two versions, home and premium. Ignore the home version because it's crippled a little bit in terms of functionality. The premium version is the one to go for. That includes something called transcription. So that allows you to dictate anywhere at any time and have the software just transcribe the file later, which is absolutely invaluable. Gets you out of your desk, gets you moving as well. So go for Dragon, naturally speaking, 13 premium. That's usually around the 100 to $150 mark. The price varies wildly. It's been hovering around the $80 mark. So it's just luck of the draw when you come to buy it. But the latest, the absolute latest and greatest version is called Dragon Professional Individual version 15 for the PC or version 6 for the Mac. That software is, again, quite expensive. It's around the 200, anywhere between 200 and 300 dollars, depending on when you buy it. Black Friday is coming, so they frequently discount this software. And I, I have a feeling it's going to be discounted soon for Black Friday. But it's just luck of the draw. And there's no new version on the horizon for about another year so. It's not going to be discounted heavily for any reason like that anytime soon. So it's just a case of accepting it's it's quite a big investment and then going with it. My listeners love hearing about mistakes. So talk to mm. us about mistakes that we make in this whole dictation game. The biggest mistake I've made in the past is to just jump into the software feet first with any old microphone thinking it's going to do what it says on the tin. And it does at first. You know, when you first use it, it's so accurate and you think, wow, this is incredible. But you tend to be, when you're first using it, dictating very simple things because it's all new and it's all interesting and whatever. But you tend to dictate stuff like, I am dictating into my computer and the words are appearing on a screen. You know, the second you start to move beyond that into your own writing, the wheels come off. So you have to accept that, you have to view this as an investment from day one. Okay, so half-decent computer, good equipment, good microphone, and it's going to take a little bit of training. That's the biggest mistake people make. Again, they get frustrated with it because they try it for a couple of days. Oh, I'm faster typing. And they just go back to typing. You've got to commit to it and accept you need to train it to your voice and to your writing style. And once you've done that, it's really, really powerful and really invaluable. But that's the biggest mistake is to just give up on it too quick, I think. I think it's so funny where you said the basics that you start with that I am typing mm. on, <laughs> you know, I'm dictating rather than typing. I mean, that's exactly yeah. what I did. I mean, I really yeah. did. And I felt so stupid. But the fact <laughs> is that I had to start somewhere. And Absolutely. so that was where I had to start. So yes. Yeah. What else? What other mistakes should be we be aware of? I think one other big mistake is to simply think you can't do it because you can. It will click. 
again, it comes back a little bit to the giving up on it aspect. I know so many writers who say, oh, I tried it and I just couldn't get along with it and all that sort of thing. And then bang, one day they end up with an RSI related injury or something. I know so many people who've had RSI injuries and stuff, but I know someone very recently, last few weeks, just out of the blue, completely out of the blue, used to writing 100 words a minute, suddenly got terrible RSI in her elbow, and now she can't lift her arm. And the doctor said it's going to be six to eight months before that realistically improves. And it's not just the fact that she can't write now. She's starting to realistically think, well, am I going to be able to write in future? Is this going to happen again? Is this going to be a recurrence? So suddenly she's taking it seriously and suddenly she's realizing Dragon is not just about word count. It's about having an insurance policy, you know, for your writing business, basically, because when something like that happens and if you rely on it for your income in any way, boy, are you in trouble. We can't write without the tools to write. And if we're completely dependent just on our hands or our body, you know, when I got my back injury, I literally couldn't sit up. I could not sit in the seat. There's no way I could sit and write. Couldn't do it. For me, that was that's a big mistake that people make is to think it's all about word count. It's not. It, it's about much, much more than that. The productivity is great, but it's also investment against your income in the future being affected by, by something that you couldn't have predicted. And one final mistake that people make is to think that it's going to change their writing style or their voice in a bad way. I don't think that's true. I think it can very, very much improve your writing as well. I think it can unlock a side of your writing that's very natural because when we talk, you know, it's all very natural and conversational and it can unlock certain areas of your writing that you maybe didn't realize were there. You know, so there's loads of positives. I'm very positive about the whole thing, as you can probably tell, because it's completely changed my life, you know, in so many different ways. And I really believe that if people can get on board with it, they're going to just reap the benefits day in, day out. Excellent. And just in case our listeners don't know what RSI is, could you just tell us? Mm. It is a repetitive strain injury. So it's anything that is caused by repetitive movement of some kind, hitting a keyboard all day with your wrists in a certain position. I mean, if you take a look at how a keyboard is positioned in front of you, put your hands in, you know, just over it and then look at how you type. It's completely unnatural. You tend to bend your wrists inward. Most people don't hover their hands over it. They tend to let their palms rest down on the desk. So it, it's so unergonomic. And that adds up over time. And interestingly, my little boy, he's only 12. And the other day, he started getting pains in the finger on his right hand. And we were racking our brains trying to think what it is. And then I suddenly realized it was his mouse. It was because he was using a mouse every day. And from an early age, he's starting to develop some pain with it. So I got some wrist rests and things like that and showed him how to do it ergonomically. And those have now gone away. He's now got a vertical mouse, which turns his hand to the side and puts his, his wrist in a neutral position. And uh, it's hopefully fixed that problem. But it's amazing how these little injuries mount up and we don't realize they're happening. And then all of a sudden, you know, you wake up and you can't move your arm. So it can be pretty debilitating. Yes, very much so. I know that many people suffer from carpal tunnel from, you know, yeah, the way God, that yeah. their hand rests, as you said, on the keyboard mm. so unnaturally. So, yeah. yes, these repetitive injuries. Scott, would you let us know how our listeners can get a hold of you, find out more about the Training Your Dragon course? What can you share with them? The best bet is to go to www.trainingyourdragon.com. You'll find everything I do there. So uh, I've got, as you said, a couple of books. There's actually a free one as well called Quick Cheats, 
for Rising with Dragon. That's free on Amazon and everywhere else. And you can also sign up for some free video training on there. There's about an hour's worth of free videos that people might find helpful. And you can also access the courses from that page as well, which are really designed to fast track you into this and get you using the software so that it's perfectly trained to your voice and writing style really quickly. And if you were to leave our listeners with a golden nugget, what would that be, Scott? Positivity. Be positive. (laughs) You know, you can use this. You can do this and you can improve your writing immeasurably. I know of people who, again, they keep saying, oh, it's going to change my writing style. I'm not going to be able to do it. My voice, my writing voice is going to sound so different. But that does not necessarily have to be a negative thing. And I know a lot of people who told me my writing improved dramatically after I started using Dragon. And, you know, I know a lot of your listeners write nonfiction. I used to write a lot of freelance stuff for nonfiction magazines. And I never had an editor come back to me and say, this is no good because you've dictated it. No, they never knew. (laughs) So something along the way clicked and my writing was exactly the same as when I typed it, it turned out. It's just about getting over that hump. So be positive. You can do this. And when you do, I think it'll absolutely transform your writing business. I know that I just have to persevere with it. I'm started and I just have to continue. You can do it. You can can do do it. it. Absolute faith. (laughs) Thank you. So thank you so much for sharing your wisdom. And thank you all for taking time out of your precious day to listen to this interview. And I sincerely hope that it sparks some ideas you can use to sell more books. Here's wishing you much book marketing success. The time is now to take action and finally build your book selling empire. And the great news is that Susan is here to help you. Visit bookmarketingmentors.com and sign up for a free 15-minute book marketing strategy session with Susan. She'll help you discover your first steps to marketing and selling your book. Only those who take action are rewarded, so visit bookmarketingmentors.com, and we'll see you again next week.